was not the right song. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna cut this out. Okay, ready? Okay. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. A sucker podcast that probably won't last. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. Skyler and Jeff don't know how to. Ryan. Boom. It's today. It's time to chat shit. I am Jeff, joined by my esteemed co-host, Skylar. Um, and Hello. we're going to talk about all things Manchester United, all things Arsenal, and, and more or less all other things. I mean, you say that's correct? with those two topics, it's like this is going to be like a morbid poetry podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, with that in mind... Let's get right into it. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal, Liverpool, first stanza of the morbid poetry. Um, that was yesterday evening. Did you watch the game, Skylar? I know it wasn't. None of your teams were directly involved, although. No, honestly, yesterday I had so much work, I, I wasn't able to look at much of anything. I mean, I had work during the Champions League match this week, so it's been it's not been a good week for football watching. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's nice that you didn't have to watch the Champions League match because I get oh, the no, feeling I saw bits of it. <laughs> I saw not of it. a pleasurable watch as a Manchester United fan. Imagine you're sitting right where I'm sitting right now. You can't. You have so much shit to do. You can't go downstairs and watch it on your big TV. You watch it in like your your server screen, oh, uh, which is to your side. But you're also leading a meeting. Oh wow! So you're like. Trying not to even look like it's there, it's up because you want it to be up just in case you can like glance at it. Uh, but I, I like there was probably half of the game I didn't get to watch. I mostly just got to like I didn't see the yeah. goal. This is um, weirdly one of the annoying things that I miss about America is the games <laughs> being on in like the middle of the afternoon. Or I mean, you're all the way out on West Coast time, so I guess you probably even. I mean, you have games on in like the morning sometimes at during sometimes work. Sometimes they're at 4.30 in the morning, Jeff. Like on the weekends, the 4.30 kickoff, that's got to just be ridiculous. But the um, but during the week, those times are usually okay because it's like it's night in Europe. So it's like 2.30 East Coast time or whatever. But you're never going to have a work obstacle to watching a match, right? Um. It would have to be like, yeah, I'd, I'd be working overtime, I guess, because it'd only be Saturdays and nights. But, hmm, yeah, no, I was just gonna say, oh, but, but I your, have your hours very... are slightly different, right? Because of your employer being, yes, um, <laughs> I don't know how much you want to say about your life. But, uh, you know, they know their – my employer knows their priority in my life right under Arsenal Football Club, so I, I don't think it'll be a problem. Well, mine doesn't know that I make them too much of a priority and I don't make my stupid football team enough of one. Um, but That's your problem. So, so Arsenal, Liverpool, I knew what, I knew what the result was going to be before the match was played, which is not, I don't think, unfair to Arsenal – yeah, I felt the same way, although I will say I did think back to the Man City game, and I was thinking, 
I don't know. Like, we have a chance to beat them. Like, I think, I mean, if we had just, if we had just hit the open goal, you know what I mean? Like, we had a few very big chances that didn't show up as, like, big XG chances, which is kind of interesting. But, like, I mean, Odegaard basically had an open net. He just needed to not hit the goalie that was, like, off to the right of him, and he hit the goalie. I think I might have saw that in, like, a highlight. I mean, mm-hmm. we had a few we had a few times that we really should have or could have scored. And if we score first, I think that game changes a lot. I don't know. I mean, there was I think that I feel like we could have gotten a point out of it. Like we played reasonably well even though the scoreline was 2-0. Like I think that scoreline slightly flatters Liverpool. Not to take anything like they were the better team, but I don't know. Well, it's I it definitely didn't mean that uh, assumption as like, oh, Arsenal suck. Clearly, I, I can't say that anymore. Uh, I miss those days, Jeff, where I could just yeah. say that. I'm sure you'll be able to say it again soon. But <laughs> Arsenal suck and NFTs. I could say it like in a specific yeah, application. They're not but, good in the NFT space from what I hear. But, but the last Arsenal match I watched, which I think was the one, what was the match before this one that you played? Um. Oh, man. I should know that. Uh, is that Wolves? I believe that was Wolves. Yes. So I when I I whatever that most latest win that I watched was, I was like, "Fuck, Arsenal looked just like a less moneyed city. Like Arsenal are playing wow. just like like the same build up, like the same quick direct passing, the same like not choking under pressure, like where like a city player gets the ball, someone's on them, they get out of trouble. Like it's like not it's not a problem. They're hard yeah. to trap." And I and I was noticing that like at least in that particular game, like Arteta's Arsenal were starting to look like that, and that sucks. Oh no. Sucks. Fuck. I just realized I didn't have my microphone plugged in this whole time. Oh. Oops. Oh. Well. You plug in your microphone. I was gonna say Hey, we just wasted six that. minutes. We just wasted six minutes. Do you wanna just say fuck this one, start over, and I do the grocery thing? Wait, so you think there's going to be no audio for you? Because your audio sounded okay to me. I can't imagine. I, I have no idea even like... Um, I mean, if I can hear you, it must be recording you, right? Let's see, audio. It says internal microphone. Do I sound any different? You actually sound better before. Was that your computer mic that you were on before? Mike, and now it's my snowball. Um, I guess you sound pretty good now with the snowball. It's a little thinner, this is, actually. This is great podcasting. This is. <laughs> I thought this is going to be edited out, which is what they say right before they get real. Do 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 do. Meet the suckers. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm your host Skylar. This is your host Jeff. Uh, this is the hey, beginning of the podcast. We're Total starting. Beginning. We're not starting from right now. The end. <laughs> well, Jeff, since we haven't covered Arsenal versus Liverpool yet, do you want to? What we happened? Have not covered that at all. <laughs> No, I was just going to bring up, um, did you see, they asked Arteta, they said, oh, are the team, are the team kind of playing like the way that you want them to now? Like they seem to be really clicking lately. Like, is this, are we seeing Arteta ball? And he was like, no, they're not. They have a long way to go. They're like, how far until we see like your vision? He goes, very far. I mean, everything has to be quicker. They have to, and I was like, Wow, I kind of believe him. Like, I think on some, like, he's like, that's not to say he's like, I appreciate how much they've improved, blah, blah, blah. But like, he 
moved his own goalpost and said like, no, we're not done yet. And I, I agree. Like, honestly, this is probably the best Arsenal have ever been the best form they've been in since I've really followed the teams. I don't really know how to even process this. I mean, hands are just, you don't know what to do with your hands. I don't. I mean, just you can only masturbate so much, right? Once a day. Um, that's the law. It's yeah, that's true. Well, that's California law here in Europe <laughs> because of the Green Party. Yeah, it's it's emissions regulation. <laughs> uh, emissions regulation. Thank you. I need I needed that. Um, <laughs> so so, but I also feel like Arteta saying that is kind of a cop out. How much better could your team be? infinite better <laughs> yeah i mean it's a good question i mean the it, i saw this i mean all these like obscure stats that i've never seen before have been coming out of the woodwork lately because people are just arsenal fans are trying to prove to themselves that we're actually good but over the last month um we have more points like per in the league than any other team in europe in their league like we have like 25 points in the league in the last month or something crazy I and, thought we were tied with City, right? For most, like, best form in something like 30-something matches or 20 yeah. matches. Which, to be fair, that was probably before we just dropped three points against Liverpool. <laughs> but um, even still, I mean, like, they're really playing very good right now. But it's interesting because, like, I mean, I was watching the highlights again today. I relived the match, like, five times every time. <laughs> but, like, you can, I can see what Arteta's talking about there. Where, like, there are times where, like, you can clearly see what the idea is and one guy will be a little too slow. So they'll have to kind of back out of it and then reset. And like, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think it's, we're the youngest or one of the youngest teams in the league right now. So I do, I like the idea that like this could just keep improving and like, maybe we're at the bottom of a rocket ship that's taking off, but I don't know. I've, I'm, I've felt that way before. I'm a DC sports fan. (laughs) You're your DC Universe guy. You like DC AC yeah. of AC DC. I do not Marvel the, part? At the Marvel Universe. No. <laughs> um, I I would agree with you, and you're kind of aided by the mysterious future of Chelsea Football Club. Like the fact that they're yeah. maybe not going to get any better than they are now. They're not going to keep dumping hundreds of millions of pounds in every transfer window because they probably won't be able to. Um, yeah. If if that's the case then that loosens up that top four even more. And now that my team... We're just going to trade Newcastle for Chelsea in the top six now. Chelsea's going to be what Everton was before they get relegated this year. The circle of life. I I do kind of think they're going to get relegated, though, man. Have you you seen their remaining games? It doesn't matter. They haven't won the ones that they've played already. So I was going to say, even if their remaining games were against other, you know, 10th place teams or whatever, they would be in trouble because they're not beating those teams. But they're playing the top of the league. That's the end of their schedule. Like, they're going to be hard pressed to stay up. And, and maybe... all the teams that are around them have already gotten through their tough games. But, like, they're basically playing the, the rest of the quote unquote big six over their next. 10 games or whatever it is. So for some teams dropping down in the championship and like cutting some of the, maybe the overpaid dead weight of your squad or fight like the, sometimes that ends up being like, like a celebrity going to detox. 
where like it seems like it's rough for a while, but then they come back like healthier, more balanced. I mean, like, Newcastle, they, I guess, would be the example of that. Or, or any of like full. How many times is Fulham gonna bobblehead up and down between those two divisions? Well, but I mean, to me, they're, they're leading. An example they're leading of the championship. Opposite. Well, I guess they're doing all that. I mean, may, and maybe that's fun. Like, I don't know. Like, it would probably be awesome. Imagine being like a supporter in the stands as your team you know, went on a late season run to win the championship or even like the playoff system. That must be crazy too. But like, imagine, I don't know. I I could see myself getting into that. I think the thing that would be tough about being a Fulham fan is to just feel like it's all futile of like, we're going to work our ass off to get up and then we're going to go right back down. You know, it's like, then you're almost dreading the Premier League. a good few years. Like their Dempsey years, they, they, they put up a good show. They played in Europe. Like yeah. they they had that was maybe the their modern day peak, but you're right in that it feels like it's short lived, and then all they did was make some bad purchases and then plummet back down. If you're a Fulham fan, do you maybe enjoy the championship season better than the Premier League season, where you're just constantly getting dicked down by every other team? Yeah, yeah, I I I guess that would really your mileage is going to vary fan to fan. I think I might prefer the championship ones. I mean, it's I've re- attended, I've attended NIT games, March Madness, topical reference. But like when I was at University of Maryland, we were not always good enough to make the tournament. And I went to the other one, and I have to say, I got into it. We made, we made the other final four. You made the the final hundred and twenty or something. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like if you're if you're a FIFA player. Do you want to play on the absolute hardest difficulty level and suffer constantly, or do you want to take it down a notch? And you know, schools and um, people. I I find that every time I get a little bit better at that game, which happens very slowly, if at all, they make it harder. Because like I'm just getting to the point now where like I get my ass kicked on world class mode, but if I play, if I restart the game a couple times, then I'll usually win it. Um, and I play on that, but now they've added like a level even above world class. That's like, I don't even, it's like all time. I don't know what it is, but Tom, I think it's Tom Brady level where you have to like everyone on the other team is Tom Brady. Yeah. I will say though, like the thing that, I don't know, we, we need to have an entire FIFA episode. We should probably save it for the months when like, I don't know, there's no football going on or, you know, what, what month break is that? What month is that? We have a winter world cup. <laughs> we, <laughs> That's true, but I the the reason that FIFA is hard is only because FIFA sucks. You always the way you lose at FIFA is it just won't do what you're trying to get it to do, even though it should. It kills me. Um, but it's like I, a yeah, disobedient I spend, dog to you. Yeah, but like a disobedient dog, I am willing to dedicate the majority of my off hours <laughs> to it. How many Instead times of, have I? How many times have I walked up to like a single woman on a park bench and been like walked by with my FIFA account and she's like, oh, well, that's cute. What is that? I'm like, oh, it's my FIFA record. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just this little guy. He's a, he's a thousand. Yeah, that's something a lot of people and... can relate to that. You definitely make friends on the bus if you got a good FIFA record. Well, it's 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 like who gives a shit? Uh, but but you, me, and maybe like a few thousand other losers. Like we're the only ones who would even give a shit about that. About FIFA? Oh, I don't know. About about how good one is at FIFA. Yeah, true. Like I don't does know. any other friend you have care that you're good at it? 
Uh, a few of them do, but I mean, <laughs> we're we're pretty casual FIFA player. I'm not going to be like an esports champion anytime soon, but you like be. I kind of like I like to surround myself with video game flunkies that I can beat easily. Um, but unfortunately, I also have you as a friend. You're a slightly better FIFA player. You've always stayed a nose ahead of me. Well, and also the fact that I've been playing the latest edition uh, means you'd have a little bit of a learning card for it. Because, like to your point, they do change the physics every yeah. single time. Well, um, now now I have FIFA 22. I finally worked. Oh, out. you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Are you, are you like, flirting with me? <laughs> I'm halfway through my first re- season on career mode, um, and we're in first place in the league. I really like our chances this season. <laughs> I had I have to say, did, who did you choose for your coach avatar? Because last time I was like, well, which one of these looks the most like me? I chose one, and then they had him turn sideways. I was like, oh fuck, it's a girl. Like that's the one that looked closest to me. So then I had. Now, can you can you make a custom one or like modify one? Because the one I have can. looks like me. Like looks like this. Like looks like white guy who hasn't shaved in a while, darker hair. <laughs> But maybe, I don't know, maybe you just look more normal than me. So there's like a stock version of you there already. I don't I think like- you could because I ended up like I'm I'm like a South Asian guy because I was like none of them look anything like me. Like there wasn't just like a generic white dude character, which I mean, first time for everything, really, because usually the generic white dude character is very well represented in video games and elsewhere. And his name is Toby uh, or Keith. Or Toby um, Keith. What's what's fucked up about it is that you can't make yourself as a manager despite the fact that the game has a robust create-your-own-fucking-person creator. Yeah. Why is that? I really, I, I really feel like it's a diversity initiative. Like, they want people to choose more managers of color. No, but instead it's like, pick this gray-haired Mourinho-looking guy or, or this Patrick Vieira-looking guy or... This yeah. light, light Mourinho, <laughs> like Mourinho, yeah. no calories. Um, no, it's a right. strange mix. You're like, well, this is like the guy that kind of matches my characteristics, but he's 70. And then there's, <laughs> yeah. Experienced, will die soon. Uh, what else we got? Gray, yeah. gray hair everywhere. <laughs> oh, wait. I so don't. we got derailed from uh, Arsenal, Liverpool. How far, how many players away from being like 50-50 competitive with Liverpool, do you think you are? Because they're not like City. They don't have two 11s of world-class players. They have like three or four world-class players and a bunch of role players. That's interesting. Um, I mean, I would say, here's the thing. Like, we're just about enough. We have just about enough players if we were focusing on the league because they're young They don't need quite as much rest. But if we just focus on the league, we have about enough. But next year, hopefully, we're going to be playing in Europe again. I mean, at least in Europa League. I mean, I don't think first place is settled. I think it's settled. I don't think I I think it's a long way from settled, but obviously, like we're we are in pole position for it. Like it's kind of ours to lose now. We gotta just execute. Who's gonna who's gonna take it from you? Spurs is already it would, down the it would have to be somebody that like literally did a 180 in form, you know what I mean? Which Spurs can do. I really think like because you look at that North London Derby, which is still not on the schedule, which fucking kills me because I need to like I'm a dad, I need to block this stuff off in advance. Oh, because it's make... postponed. Yes, yeah, so it's postponed. But I think it's gonna go through that because like that 
big swing of points in the game where we're playing each other. Like if that, that could also be the spark that gets them back on track. And I feel like in any North London Derby, like it doesn't, it's like, it's exactly what like all the bad pundits say. Like you can throw the form out the window. It's a North London Derby and anything can happen. And it's like, actually, yeah, because there's been times when Arsenal have been shit and Spurs have been on fire and we came in and somehow took three points off of them. And the exact opposite has happened as well. Like, so even though I do think that overall we have been a better team over the last couple months than Spurs, I do not count those points in advance. <laughs> I've just, I've seen too many of those games. And I think it, it might be a way too, which well, makes a big difference. Jeff, my team beat that team. So I feel like you should be fine. It's like if my kindergartner beat this person up, they're not tough. Did you... When you played in that game, was it a thing where you were like, oh, maybe we're actually good? Yeah, when you played. When you watched that game that was being played, did you think, oh, like maybe we're actually a good team? Or did you think, oh, this team just really sucks and we only suck a little bit? It was just basically Ronaldo, Fred, and Sancho. That was the entire defeating of Spurs. So like, if you have three of your players who play really well, I think you'll win. Because yeah. their defense isn't all that, even though I know that that's Conte's sort of bread and butter. Like they Eric Dyer, like why, why Eric Dyer is as over as any of our defenders is, you know, like yeah, he's a known quantity. There's no, I don't know. Uh, I I think that Spurs are like roughly exactly where United are right now, and that like on a given day, there are a couple of really great players can take it up a notch, and on another day they don't have the energy for it. And there's no one else there to sort of catch them when they stumble. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's quickly mention the, the match from yesterday. That's the reason why I'm it's half the reason why I'm so cranky today. The other half is I threw my back out uh, last night. <laughs> Not fun. Not fun. In case you're like, this podcast is even less professional than they normally are. I have done nothing. I am. I thought um, you were going to say, I have done drugs. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I just took muscle relaxants. I don't know how they'll impact this podcast. Uh, I, I mean, they won't. It, it can't get worse, right? So <laughs> The only way to go from here is to mirror <laughs> Manchester United's form. Um, oh, goodness me. Hopefully So not. we lost in the Champions League. Uh, one nothing Madrid. At, at home to Atletico Madrid. That was the home leg. Yeah, and you and you guys were in front going. No, it was it was um one one, but we got we got an away draw, which felt like a win considering how badly we played in that first match. Right, that that was that goal was like a Jao Felix like perfect like diving header that I'm like you aren't that kind of player. You're not a diving header guy. You're a little mid, a little short person. (laughs) Wow, I caught myself after the M. A little short person. That's You're a little I'm... muscle relaxant impacting my vocabulary mm. choice. Um, Dude, that, that would be hilarious, but also we would have to delete it if like, it turns out that you were just like very prejudiced when you're on muscle relaxers. <laughs> I mean, You're probably not very prejudiced. I hate, I hate white males probably more than any other group, so I would probably say I'm always a little prejudiced. I think prejudiced. you're allowed. I think, I think that seems to be okay. I think you're allowed to do that. A self-loathing white male yeah. and S L W M. That's our word. 
Um, we lost one nothing. I think it was a, a, a Lodi goal. Lodi. I don't know how to say his last name. Both ways feel wrong. Lodi. Lodi. There's yeah, Lodi, both, New Jersey. They both sound very wrong. Whatever it is, it's not either of those. Um. Yeah. So we're we're out of the Champions League. We gen we generated more XG than them for whoever cares. But I don't. I don't want to Do win you... the XG award. Yeah, I don't want to win that either. But do you, I mean, is that how you evaluate? On some level, that probably is the performance stat that makes me, like, especially if I haven't seen the game and I'm trying to judge by stats, that's the one that I judge by. The XG differential is, like, how did the teams perform? It doesn't mean who won and who lost. It means, no. like, who 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 put themselves in a good position to win and who put themselves in a bad position. Like, and I think it's, like, not just who generated more, but who also conceded more. Like it's you kind of have the whole picture of the game with those two stats, roughly, yeah. like from a ten thousand foot level. And we generated a ton of chances. Uh, what's his face? Oblak, the goalie. Uh, in like the third minute, he saved a two foot away shot by Anthony Alanga with his face. Wow! Like almost on the goal line some he's like it went either right at his face or he threw his face at it and crap. it and it bounced over the bar for a corner i as soon as that happened i was like okay 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 i know what okay. you're doing i don't know what voice i'm going in but like <laughs> okay. it's like but so okay. the fact that we're now out of the champions league we don't have a chance to like roll a crapshoot and like play like three Get strong in matches in a row and and then make the Champions League. I think that's the way Liverpool made it when they won in 05. I don't know Liverpool's title and Champions League history. Um, but but so now now our conversation when you and I talk about like fourth place, it's like I do kind of feel like it's over. I feel like you'll be in the Champions League. We'll be in Europa League probably, maybe conference if if the forum continues to be intermittent, but. I think that's all she wrote for the season for United. So this podcast is about to be as Jeff feel. <laughs> <laughs> you just you're just gonna stop talking. Just they don't exist for a while. A little. You, I mean, dead. you're dead to me. Marcus Rashford is getting into fights with fans, hinting about wanting away. Like it feels like it feels like you see uh, from Arsenal like, club legend Ian Wright uh, commented on on Rashford's situation. I watched it. He was basically like, fuck the fans. Just do you. Get your head right. Play better. Don't give a shit about what, like, the vocal minority of fans will do. Like, yeah. I would say after Rashford, Saka, and Sancho missed those penalties in the Euros, I want to say it was a very vocal, very small fraction of football fans that behaved that way yeah. and, and, and derided them and, and treated them like shit through social media. So, like, some fans are getting on his ass because it looks like it's hard to figure out whether Rashford is like trying his best and failing for whatever reason, or if he's just like his head is elsewhere and he just doesn't, his heart's not in it anymore. Like it's hard to figure yeah. that out from where I, I've heard so many. I, I don't know if I can comment one way or the other, but I've heard so many people say they felt like he had quit. Pausing. We're going to be right back. We're going to do a quick commercial break. Pretend I'm peeing. And we're back. I'm I'm so sorry. That was I'm I'm all over the place Very today. Very professional. 
I will edit that out later. Well, I hope so. And I'll edit out all the Arsenal bits, too. I'll just get rid of all the stuff that's inconvenient. A lot of that stuff's not our best. I honestly don't remember where we were. Um, Rashford. Oh, fuck the fans was Ian Wright's advice, right? And he was, Ian was, Ian was, um, Ian was uh, correct. I think so, right? Like, (laughs) right? (laughs) I mean, he, I'm sure there must have been, I mean, he's obviously before my time, but I mean, he was Arsenal's leading scorer before Henri, but there must have been weird times where it was not going his way, right? I'm like, it's like he said, you just have to write yourself on the field. I I can't tell if you're like really playing into the pun or if you're oblivious to it. Write yourself. No, but really, I think he even said that. Maybe he's trying to drop like a new catchphrase. Um, (laughs) Brand. I'm not sure that Rashford can write himself. Are you like, I don't know. Like, how certain are you that he can? Like, he's he's a good player, right? Isn't he? Maybe. Right. Um, I don't know, man, because the same guy scored like 20 goals in back-to-back seasons where one of these seasons he had a stress fracture, a double stress fracture in his back the entire season. He only got the surgery to sort it out end of last summer. I, it's wow. like he's he's played worse healthy than he was pl- than he played when he was unhealthy, which is so perplexing. So you need someone to take him to the parking lot and just kick <laughs> his ass and <laughs> I, I mean I don't he's he's pretty much been my favorite player for like five six years so like i i'm afraid to say something like that because i would want yeah. to support him the same way that all right think he about could, this way you don't think he could be like a i hate to say jack wheelchair if you say that name three times he no, appears and but like wasn't wilshire a great player when he was healthy yes well That's but i mean confusing part well but here's the thing is like I don't know if once you start spending time out with injuries, which I don't think Rashford's done that much, but once you do that, then you actually do drop off in form where it's like, it's not even about your physical, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just not sharp, that kind of thing. Maybe. And, and that's what I thought it was at first, especially post surgery, but like both Ole and uh, Rangnick have been picking him. So like he's doing, he's doing well enough in training to keep out like Wantaway, Jesse Lingard to keep out up and coming Anthony Alanga. Like when Rashford for a while, somebody was keeping out Sancho. Sancho, Sancho was keeping out Sancho at first. Now he's like the first name on the team sheet. Um, How, how is Sancho keeping out Sancho just with his performance or he, he, he basically did a slow, like started with like looking behind the pace, Mm -hmm. getting to the point where he's starting to look more comfortable now he's getting to the point where, like, if we score, he was probably involved at the very least in the buildup, if not setting up mm. the assist or scoring the goal. Like, he's he's become sort of, I guess, what we all assumed he'd be right, right from away. the get-go. But sometimes jumping from Germany to, to England takes takes a minute. Um, sorry. It's – I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what to say about this team right now. And that's funny because I could talk about them. But, like, I don't know what to say about them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, so we could dwell on the recent defeat and the sort of general sense of malaise around the club, which many Arsenal fans are doing right now. They're taking a lot of glee in it. And I won't take any of that glee in front of your face. 
Um, that's fine. But... I think that's an acceptable. <laughs> I can't. I can't hold you to to behave a certain way when I'm not there, Jeff. The same way, you know, I'm making uh, Wenger fourth place uh, championship trophy jokes every now and then. <laughs> Normally at work, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we don't want, what are you talking, is that a Formula One joke? Um, but you do have some recent glory to, you know, you, you beat Tottenham. That's oh, relatively glorious, glory. right? Yeah, I, uh, I have the poster on my wall from the glorious beating of Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, there should be a DVD, I assume. Tottenham will make it. That time no, we were really scared Manchester United. We put on the pressure. Jeff, Manchester United putting out a DVD of that win is like the perfect personification of everything that's wrong with my club. <laughs> They're like, well, DVDs, that's right? Eh? <laughs> it's funny because it's such a recycled joke about Tottenham because like even seasons where they don't win a trophy, if they were like kind of good that season, like in form for a bit, there's a DVD. Like, well, yeah, because like the fans have to find something to like like, or else why would they continue to watch it? Even if even if it's a team that's struggling right now, there's got to be some high points of the season where like that yeah. day felt good, even if that month didn't. Yeah, it's just a lot less of them, <laughs> more and more. <laughs> just a lot and a lot more of the sad days. Hmm. And and if I can also segue into baseball, um, yep. So, for anyone who doesn't know, baseball is back, baby. He said. I think you do have to say baby at the end of it, yeah. Like like a Dick Vitale on medication. (laughs) Baseball's back, baby. You just muscle relaxed your way into being Dickie V. Just in time for March Madness. It's the only part of me that's ever relaxed is me on muscle relaxants. <laughs> it's just the muscles. It's um, my muscles. We're the brain relaxers. Actually, there's like a whole wing in the pharmacy for that. Anyway, go on. I'm ready for a heart relaxer. Let's just overdo it. Um, oh, wow. That does sound like a terrible idea. Just relaxing the old heart. Just lull it to sleep. So the rest. Baseball's been back for several days. They finally, the the billionaires finally edged out the millionaires uh, in the battle of who's evilest. And so I the billionaires say, won. Yeah, but the billionaires were always going to win that one because no, as much as you can groan at Mike Trout making three hundred million dollars or whatever it is, he's not nearly as evil as the teams that are spending a lower percentage of revenue than ever on their star uh, athletes. Baseball revenue has gone up for everybody, and teams just keep finding excuses to not spend money because they don't. Because it's a closed system, there's no relegation promotion. Right. No one can stop them. Um, but the it's Yankees, a lot more of a business venture in America, isn't it? Like, yeah, but that sucks. It's like yeah. you're gonna have a, like an odd, like let's say like West Ham United type baseball team every once in a while is gonna say, "All right, we're." We've got a bunch of good young guys. Let's spend money for the next three years, see what happens, and then go back and then go back to scrimping again. Yeah. Um, the Yankees are my other team, which I know anyone listening that doesn't like either of those teams will hate me for liking both. Manchester of them. United and Yankees is tough. Like, I'm from one of those impression. places. I'm from one of those places, and the Mets have always been garbage. You could have, you could have done the right thing and been a Mets fan and been miserable like the rest of us. But I look. But you're in New, in New Jersey, surrounded by Italian Americans who are like, <laughs> uh, Yankees. What am I going to go here? Here's another reason to beat me up. I'm handing it to you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I prefer the Mets. I guess that, that is like the main difference I think between Jersey and Long Island. Because in Long Island, if you had grown up in Long Island instead of Jersey, everything else about your life would have been exactly alike. But you would have been a Mets fan. It'd be a different form of suffering, with a slightly different voice. <laughs> Um, like my mom would probably hate different things about me than. <laughs> oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, I'd be getting a lot more of the like, "Why aren't you married?" guilt right now, uh, which I'm hmm. I'm glad to not be getting. So, um, but no. So, the Yankees make what like a half a billion dollars a year, and they have a payroll that is less than half of that, and that they're like, mm, it's COVID's been hard. You guys don't get guys. how hard COVID's been for the Yankee ownership <laughs> group. Oh, we've we instead of having nightly caviar lubricant orgies, we we have to make it a monthly event now. Yeah, we are forced to just use our yachts and leave our mega yachts at home. I love how you made the Yankees ownership like German Nazis. Uh, you've become <laughs> just like me. You, you, your voice is <laughs> yeah. like. I, any accent I do is going to veer hard Nazi or hard Stalin, like, right away. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Mr. Jo- it's it's Professor Jones. Oh, well, and then well, well. he turns around and it's uh, Major League <laughs> Baseball star Andrew Jones. Uh, <laughs> Mr. But, Jones. But, but he, so here's the, the roundabout point I was going to make by, by mm-hmm. talking about MLB. Every one of the – it feels like more and more clubs – Football clubs, our sport, the one we like, um, they're starting to treat it that same way. They're, it's like, regardless of what our revenue is, we need a dividend. We need we need to see forty or fifty million in profit every year for this to be worth it for us. And that's starting to like eat at me in ways that it used to just annoy me. Now it's really start. I'm like thinking legislatively about it. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's especially annoying, like. These are the same people like every baseball team has blackmailed their city into building them an expensive stadium. Exactly. Like we pay for it. We pay for it. If you explain that to, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast who are actually soccer fans and don't follow baseball or any American sport, they'll be bewildered that like, wait, so you're telling me like little piddly shit cities like Cleveland have to like put up a billion dollars or you take away their favorite toy. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're going to bring so many Sabrets hot dog vendors to this area. Business will be booming. You owe us one. Those economic reports that they have to put out before they build a stupid stadium like that are so hilarious. Like once we build the stadium, profit you know it's like it's literally underwear gnomes but like for 100 pages it's like i don't know if you follow like that whole like foxconn thing like that big micro i think it was a like electronics manufacturer that promised i don't want to say flint michigan but some small town in middle america we're gonna build this thing here you just got to give us like insane tax breaks and like basically build this thing for us and we're gonna bring thousands and thousands of jobs it's gonna change the guess what didn't happen any of that yeah <laughs> it's always it's always a monorail all of them wait what about shelbyville or north ogdenville <laughs> but we put them on the map <laughs> monorail, monorail monorail um monorail. but 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 jeff like i'm starting to think it, it hurts even more with a football club with when someone comes in and buys it uh mm. and then sort of treats it whether it's as a personal nft piggy bank or whether it's uh, as a way to show the world how big of a man you are 
uh like either of the situations you're fucking with something that's like a local institution the way that like the blarney stone is i guess dublin i don't know uh but but or like the no. yeah the, it's a, well, you're exactly big right. ben it's like it's like as much of a part of the fabric it's of even that more area. important than that like it's like it's like it's like for we some people it's like big their, ben it's like their church but then like suddenly you're like oh well you know you don't, you're not owned by the pope anymore you guys uh cores cores light we, church yeah, yeah. We're not going to change anything. Your church is just owned by um, an airline from the Emirates. Wait, wait. <laughs> Humor me on Coors Light Church. So you go Coors to Light Mass, Church. they give you uh, a hand, handful of Tostitos, and then instead of bread, the blood of Christ, it's like the saliva of Christ. Then it's Coors Light. And you're... Piss of Christ. <laughs> but everyone takes like a little sip from one beer can. And then no, we all say we no, bless no, no. ourselves. It's a church, and say, of course. The like, clearly, everyone is shotgunning a beer at communion, except <laughs> some of the old ladies. You're just like, I mean, they got those little knee-high stockings, and then they're just like, well, and then they just want you to walk into the light, and that's the tagline for religion at that point. I think it'd be good to be baptized in Coors Light. <laughs> you have to go home and shower immediately. Um, how do we get from Manchester United suck to the Yankees to baptized in Coors Light? This is the good podcast that we didn't have for the first 30 minutes when I was being an idiot. <laughs> baptized in Coors Light. <laughs> I will say this, and as much as I am not happy that our chances of beating Liverpool died for this, we are now in a position where there's going to be a lot of very watchable end-of-season football. Because... The ch- there's a championship race now because Liverpool beat us. They're one point off City. It's going to be a dogfight to the end now. Game in hand or level on games played? Do you know? Good. I want to say they're level, but I could you could correct me on that. Um, and then obviously, you know, down for fourth place, Arsenal. You know, that's one of our games in hand. That we had three. Now we have two. We have no more points than we had. You know, it's one of those things. So. Fourth place is going to be there, there. There's a lot of teams in that hunt. So that if you is win, far from settled. If you win one of your two games in hand, what that put you? How many points up? That would put us four? Like four points up because right now I think we're one point up with two games in hand. But like everyone said, those two games are Chelsea and Tottenham, basically. So I and I think Spurs is the one you'll win, and that's my prediction. Uh, maybe you could even get four points out of that. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, mean, I, don't, think, it, I don't think a tie Chelsea, Chelsea might literally be driving themselves to games now. Have you seen that where they're not allowed to like spend? So like the players are going to be like, what's the deal with Chelsea, dude? The, the players are the players might it, it could start affecting the on field product. I could see that. Um, but don't you have players who literally any one player could be like, guys, I got the private plane this week, and then they cover the cost of one private flight, and then each of them takes turns. They get through the season like. They don't have to go in a bus if they don't want yes. to. Yes, but I, I'm just saying. But like, even that, it's like then it's like that's already putting a little bit of strain on them. It's like that's an annoyance that they have to deal with now. So that's it's not to their benefit by any means. But then, I, so we have that, and then there's the relegation battle is crazy this year. There's a lot of teams hovering right around there, and Everton is in the mix to be relegated. I mean, a historic. Club. I think Everton will go down. Who are, who are your relegation three in your mind? I think I think it's Everton and the two below them. It's Norwich and what's that? 
Burnley. That's the Burnley's down there. Watford's down there. Leeds is down there. I think Watford stays up over Everton because they have an easier schedule on the way out. Yeah, so Norwich definitely down. They have 17 points. They're but that's I mean the crazy thing is that's the cool thing about a relegation battle is like what would they need to stay up? 33. So, you know, you do the math. If that's they, four if they like ran, if they somehow won seven games, like who knows? Let's say but if any one it. of these teams wins seven games, they're mid table. Yeah. That's just I guess that's just EPL parody at this point. But also Burnley has two games in hand on two of the three teams around it. And Everton also has two games in hand. So if like Norwich, 29 games played, 20 losses, that's I think they're done. I think if you can beat a team that consistently, they go down. Yeah. Like Burnley's only got 12 losses to Norwich's 20. They've just had so many draws, Burnley. Hmm. So I would I would argue Burnley, two games in hand, only two points out of safety at the moment. Uh, I would I would argue Burnley are just as likely to stay up as Everton. Mm. So, so Watford you, so and Norwich, Norwich are down. Watford. Yeah, but like so for instance, Everton is three points behind Leeds, but two games in hand. So if Everton wins one Leeds game, their level could go beat. down too. Would not surprise me. Leeds have conceded sixty-five goals to date. In 29 yeah. matches. I mean, the goal differential at the bottom of the table is interesting, too. Because Everton, they're a bit unlucky to be down there. I mean, you look at theirs, they're like, what? Negative 19. Burnley is negative 16. Yeah, that's also interesting, right? Whereas, like, what are Leeds and Norwich and them? They're like negative 65 or something? If we went by worst goal differential, Norwich, Watford, and Leeds would be getting relegated. It could still be that. There there might be enough games that the law of, you know, averages could pan out for everybody. The law of averages says that Josh Sargent <laughs> will not score ever except when he scores the goal of the year. That's the law of averages at the moment. Mm-hmm. The law of averages does usually dictate, you know, American players' career because they're average. So can I ask you can I ask you a question that's a huge tangent? A, a segue? Sure. Go ahead. Winter World Cup coming up. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about the U.S. What's the what exact dates is it? Can it be over Christmas? I want to say possibly after Thanksgiving. Winter World Cup date. Sorry for the ASMR of my keyboard. It looks like a group stage begins November twenty first. The final is December eighteenth. So 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 basically. Frame. Players will be coming back from that and probably diving right into a like Boxing Day match a week later. Um, The English players are going to be obliterated after this World Cup. It's there's so there's there's so many issues about this. Of course, we've hinted at so many of them. The conditions of the workers building the stadiums: five thousand people have died, like building these stadiums. That's a dated number. It could be more. It could be more at this point. I mean, at this point, like, how many people are supposed to die when you build something? I think zero is the number that I prefer. Because, like, definitely, like, back in the day, like, there's a bajillion people that died making, like, the Brooklyn Bridge. But that was, like, 130 years ago or whatever. The, like, the Great are pyramids? you supposed to be killing people? Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, a couple people died making those pyramids. You gotta... 
you gotta crack a few eggs to make a pyramid. But like, I don't know if you're really <laughs> supposed to, says is, that. are people supposed to die making stuff, or is it like is that like a thing that no one talks about? Like, yeah, there's like three people dead for every skyscraper you ever been in. I mean, I don't have that response there there may be like like the the swallowing a spider statistic there may be an average mm. of like 2.7 depths per construction if the big like, one what is dragons... my death footprint just <laughs> in my you don't want to look that up jeff uh <laughs> my club is owned by the glazers as comfortable <laughs> as i am well wait, um so so yes please look up your death footprint uh i'm sure i'm not sure I'm that's sure a concept that exists i'm gonna I'm sure you're google like, it though Google it. I'm sure you're like an anime villain that you've killed so many. But when it comes <laughs> to like your comfort zone with. All right. So our country, the United States, missed a World Cup. So it's been about eight years since we've even gotten to see us be at one. Um, you're, we're seeing some Scandinavian countries come out in protest, uh, whether I think it's Norway Said we don't want to be a part of the World Cup. Um, I think all the, we heard it's rumbling. The right thing to do, right? Fuck. It, is, but it is the right thing to do for sure. To not to not reward uh, one the FIFA corruption. Be awarding it to countries that are rife, rife or rifled, rife, rife with rife with like human rights issues that make the United States look like a future country. Yeah. Um, like I. I I, I feel at the very least torn about it. So like, the, sorry, that was a long question. Like, how do you feel about watching the next World Cup? It's okay if you don't fully know. But it's like, like what always, I feel simultaneously extremely excited to watch every game that my country's involved with and many of the other games as well and to get really into it in the last few rounds. But also for the entire time to worry that I am you know, essentially supporting the worst people in the world. And I I guess the only way around that is you have to watch it on a dodgy stream otherwise, uh, or go to a bar. I guess if you go to a bar, you're still supporting them, though. I don't know. No, there's no... In a way, it, it's, yeah. it's wrong, but it's 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 like a lot of other things we do in life, you know? Well, I just... That, that weird commercial break was... I had had groceries scheduled to be delivered. Jeff knows, mm-hmm. but now you know um and and the truth i've been going more since since feeling more comfortable with the world as like i know we're still in covid ups and downs but like i've gone back i've started trying to make myself go to the grocery store more often instead of only solely relying on amazon to deliver my groceries to my door because i'm afraid to like go outside but like today it was amazon delivering my groceries because i hurt my back so i'm like i need someone to literally put this like in my house so i can like i don't know drag it to the fridge but Mm -hmm. when i do that i feel like a little like click in me every time i do something like that where i'm like i know i know this is a flavor of wrong and it and it sucks because like especially because since we've been doing this show jeff i feel like you and i maybe just even talking about this stuff so much more often we hold each other more accountable than we would hold any friend accountable or any other person about any of these issues because we talk about them Mm -hmm. and we find like whatever our common viewpoint is and we sort of hone in on it we actually digest it instead of sometimes i think i just avoid my own opinion because i can tell (laughs) it's going to be an annoyance to deal with it like uh sometimes i avoid your opinion (laughs) mr conscience again always fun when he comes to hang out 
like Jiminy Cricket appears on your shoulder and starts like <laughs> the singing ghost a song. of World Cups past and all that. And you just like freak out and hit him really hard off your shoulder because why is there a talking cricket and you kill a beloved Disney character and and he just bleeds out. It's smash. That's such a family <laughs> guy bit. That's amazing. <laughs> are, but, sir, are you like are you pretty sure you're gonna watch? Like I'm still I, I'm I know I sort of frame this a certain way. I will probably watch. I just feel bad about it. Like it's like yeah. It's like dr- eating at McDonald's. You're like, I I have two different opinions at the same time about what I'm doing. Totally. No, I, I'm sure that I will watch. I will probably try to give as little of my money as possible to FIFA and, you know, Qatar and all the people that are putting this on. But Cut to episode 30. Jeff's like, I bought a FIFA NFT today. Yeah, and I'm the president of Qatar. <laughs> I got, I got the Set Bladder uh, trading card. I got the Infantino trading card. Yeah. Oh, and I got the... It's like for a card game, uh, there's like these bribery chance cards you can play. <laughs> oh, the old so bribery chance. Someone should make a FIFA Monopoly game. But oh, like, a, like a bitter fun. one. That would be super fun to make. I love games where you're just like, all right, the point of this game is you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what lessons does this game teach us? Teaches you how to sell drugs, kid. It teaches you to behave around both shoots and ladders. <laughs> behave. And that's just life. That is life. Nothing but shoots and ladders, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And no matter what you do, just don't wake daddy. <laughs> or else you'll have to have an operation. <gasps> yeah, to remove that mousetrap. And he'll say, sorry. <laughs> if you mistake it for ants in your pants, you might. But then you'll be in trouble. Is there a game called, like, late-term abortion? No. There is now. <laughs> there is now. Go only, to find us on if... at Tweet the Sockers. We'll be selling the at, what's it called again? Um, it's, it's the late-term late abortion, abortion game. And it's uh, it's only a game if you are a Texas uh, Congress or yeah. Senate representative or a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> yeah, then it's a really fun, easy game to win. That it, I just wanted to make it clear what side of that particular <laughs> joke we were on. It's that the people that are treating it like a game are clearly the not you know, that cool. The bad ones, the bad people. They are fun and awesome. Wow! Well, to think that I've I've got a we've got like an eight minute silence gap in this podcast. We've got uh, it's got it all. It's what, got it all. What else is going on? We never do any personal talk for the for the listeners. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> Here's a new segment called "Tell Us About Your Hemorrhoid." No, tell us about it. I don't Anything have an hemorrhoid, but I do. Oh. So living here in Europe, one of the weird things about it is like. Something about Europe, it's just got dirty peasant energy coursing through it. And DPE? like DPE. And like we will frequently get these emails from my kids' school to say, um, okay, you'll have to sneak into your kids' room tonight and check their buttholes for worms. Because if they have the worms that some kids in school have, then they'll have a bunch of worms crawling out of their butthole as soon as they fall asleep. 
And one time I did it and there actually were a bunch of worms like, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You're a one of them sang. <laughs> yeah, they were, it was a lot like the hyenas and Lion King, you know, like they Whoopi were all, Goldberg. They were all like distinct personalities. She's like, Oh, that's so funny. The Cheech is a, you know, is a little. And this worm. worm's like a Ray Romano. Ah, yeah. just a worm. No one wants to talk to me. And like Ray Romano's brother from that same show, like Ray, come on, Ray. Brad, Brad Garrett. Is that right? People who are playing along at home either award me a point or give Jeff a point. So yeah, um, I and ever since people told me that it's like a legitimate fear that I might have that there might be worms in my butt. I've kind of felt a little off. Like I've always been like, oh, was that a worm in my butt? Or was that just like like my blood pumping or something? I don't know. <laughs> well, Jeff, you finally have experienced uh, what all men experience as they get old <laughs> and mature, which is it's okay to talk about butt? your butt. It's okay oh. to, to, to need to... Actually, a lot of times it's not okay to talk about your butts. Like in a lot of other environments, this would be very inappropriate. But you're not talking about someone else's butt. You're not trying to make their their butt feel uncomfortable. You're talking about your own butt experience. You're speaking your butt truth. I'm speaking my butt truth. Welcome to my butt talk. Dude, in 10 years, we will be elected officials who ran on the speaking my butt truth platform. This podcast is the exact reason why we will never be elected <laughs> officials. But no, it's it's the it's the, the Trump theory of if you've already lowered the True. bar so low, you can't shock them. Like this we're is our fine. access Hollywood tape. This is our <laughs> yeah, this podcast. Nothing, it doesn't is, get any worse than this. Can't. Uh, st- stormy Vitkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting stormy, Daniel. Well, so uh, all right, so you so buttworms is your update to your life. That's like always worried that I have them. Usually don't have them. Might have had them once. Took a pill to make sure I didn't have them. Took the same one that the kids who had them had to take. That note you got from the school, like, watch. It's like a few, like an hour later. There's a reply that says, "Sorry, this is mistakenly sent out to the. It's meant to be for all the kennel." That's like we're we're like a kennel that's <laughs> wanting you to check your dog. It for does wor- feel like yeah, like sure, like dogs get worms. Yeah, but like it's like it, it probably had like really graphic instructions mm. for like the wiki how it's, for what it's, you had it's to do. Literally, it's in German, so it's like extra scary too. It's like, like Octung. <laughs> like what? Octung. You're like worms pulling. What <laughs> what is worms pulling? Mm, what is an Arschlock? <laughs> It's the club that you support, Jeff. I mean, we're on our we soccer podcast. We do. You keep out the worms and the poo. We love you, Arsh. Now we're down. Oh, I mean, a, a, liver, a Liverpool sounds like a bodily function gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, you'll never walk alone. There's a huge line to the bathroom. No, it's like when you, when you get the Liverpool, you you like should was- probably walk alone. Did you see that there was like a weird, I think they walked through London. Did you see that? Not alone? Like they like walked in a big group. I was like, this is strange. Like, and then like, I think people actually like mess with them because it's London. We were like throwing bottles at them and shit. What's, there's been a lot of bottle throwing lately. Uh, You guys did some bottle throwing, didn't you? You naughty little fans. I didn't do it. You didn't do any. Well, I mean, you had a good alibi. What was your alibi? A few you were at home by yourself watching this game. A few Mancunians threw bottles, whereas the team just bottled. 
So I feel like they're just Mancunians. Here. They're not even Man United supporters. You're not taking ownership of them. They could be city fans. That West went Brom. to a, that went to an Atletico Madrid. Yeah, to fuck up your chances. They went there. They were trying <laughs> to. We can do that alone. We don't need help. They were trying to blend in. Just all these little scandals. This is politics, baby. I mean, I do. I I. It, I don't, it's like it's weird like you don't need a team doesn't need to claim them and i'm starting to think all right so there's two ways to think about fan misbehaving there's the Pro. mexican national team approach which is the entire stadium is chanting homophobic shit you need to punish the the club as a whole because you can't single out seven thousand people it's too hard yeah. it's impossible if someone if one person commits a crime at a stadium that person is a criminal you know I think there's a certain point where it becomes a critical mass thing where you need to punish the team as a de-escalation and deterring a deterrence. You know, like you need to say Mexico, no, no fans for the next three matches because of this chant. If you care about Mexico, you'll stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you throw a bottle, fuck you, you're done. Like, no, I think part life, lifetime ban for first offense. Like no one should need to tell you that you Is can't, it? you can't be Can outside. I- what do you get for a bag of piss? Lifetime ban. Throwing yeah. throwing anything you unless you are a player who chair. is throwing the ball in or you're a ball boy who is throwing the ball to a player. Throwing anything at a match, I think, should be a lifetime ban. It's Batteries, pretty bad. It's, they can throw things bad. that are so small, they can fucking kill someone. So, like, I'm sorry. If, if, like, if you go to a restaurant and you punch a waiter, I think you don't get to go to the restaurant ever again. Yeah. Yeah. If you throw a bag true. of pits at a waiter, I think you don't get to go to the restaurant again. Like you it's soccer is a privilege. Yeah. I really you know what I thought this problem would be in our sort of day and age? I really thought laser pointers were gonna be a bigger like you remember how shitty people would be like doing the laser pointer in somebody's face when they're talking, you know, maybe like at a basketball game or something. I really thought that was going to be the scourge of the modern age. It was like every time you had a stadium of 50,000 people, of course, it's going to be one guy with a laser pointer, like blinding Ronaldo. How about thinking that, uh, I guess 12 years ago, that Vuvuzelas or Vuvuzelas were going to like ruin every <laughs> sporting event forever? Like, <laughs> I love this game. I love <laughs> Yeah, imagine doing that for ninety minutes and like being like, I, "I, it cost me two hundred bucks to get there to the World Cup, but then look what I get to do for ninety minutes straight." The didgeridoo of Concacaf. Wait a minute, is this the team with all the tugboat support? <laughs> <laughs> burr, burr. Like some coastal football club that has like the stadium right up against the water where there's like a whole side of the field that tugboats can that feels like a San Francisco thing. Yeah, true. Um, how long you want to go today, buddy? I know we didn't we never discussed this in advance. I think we're probably just about done, aren't we? It'll probably be about an hour when I cut out all the bullshit time wasting that I did. So Do you wanna wrap it all up in a neat little bow in like a Jerry Springer moment kind of way of like um, oh, you you just wanted to rap. I thought you were gonna like. I didn't want to. It. I felt commanded. Um, you want to rap? If you I don't know, man, like you know how Danny Rojas on Ted Lasso. Rojas, Rojas. 
Yeah, that guy. Uh, the guy who knows his name and one phrase. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Football Bit of an is ethnic life. stereotype on a usually woke show. Go on. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, football is life. It is so life. We're like, sometimes it's fucking great, and sometimes it's just the worst. And it makes the rest of your life so just much like worse. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it makes the rest of your life so much better, like smoking weed and eating literally anything good. Um, yeah, it can be that too. So like when it rains, it pours. And like when you get eliminated from the Champions League, the same week you find out that your baseball team sucks, the same week that you throw <laughs> out your back, the same week that you're like working around the clock, it's like you just sort Soft of start time. to resent it. Yeah. Like, have yeah, you no, ever had like... that? As an Arsenal fan, have you ever had like a period of resentment for for the commitment that you need to do? For sure. I mean, I think on some level, it's like to watch sports. There's a reason that sports and gambling are so linked. And I think it's like to actually watch sports is to gamble with your emotional and mental state. You know what I mean? And like if you're really invested in it, which I think like it's interesting because a lot of the people that do gamble on sports, what they're trying to find is a way to care about a game because they know what that feels like but their team isn't playing so they do that but i think that's what you're doing when you watch sports is and i think on some level you have to be careful like i i i know that i have at times put more stock in my teams winning and losing than i should like i've allowed it like if I had a bad weekend because my team lost, I'd allow it to be a bad half of the week. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that is detrimental. But I also find like there's times in life where you're just sort of bored and you have a bunch of boring shit to get through. And having those little like in two days, I get to watch the team play like ha- those little things. And like I'll have a bunch of people to talk to about it and a reason to get out of the house and all that blah, blah, blah. like that is very nice i think that's the uh that's the redeeming side of it so i think ultimately it does more good than harm but it does like if you're if if you care it's gonna hurt sometimes you know it's gonna it's gonna not be fun and like a lot of that it's like you gotta take it those losses are not equally spaced out sometimes you get 10 in a row it's funny when you compare it to like the way that like winning and losing feels in baseball uh Mm -hmm. again bringing it back to baseball sorry but like there's so many games there's 162 games a season plus playoffs plus spring training that's like let's call it two hundo yeah you lose every game it kind of feels like it's like giving up a goal or something it's like all right yeah it's a scratch ticket it's like i didn't win a million (laughs) dollars with this dollar ticket and when when you've got 38 premier league plus i mean as as many whether european or cup matches as as you have like on one side there's too many matches per, for players to play on the other side that like, each match feels precious to eat to fans because of how much more finite it is than every other sport Less i think than it's hockey than basketball than everything but football i was gonna say american football is the only one and it's like the same principle where like part of the reason why people watch those games because there's only 16 or well now 17 but like it's you really like each one matters so much i think i think the premier league gets it almost or i mean not just the premier league but like soccer like the the european south american the everywhere except Concacaf schedule of soccer is very nice in that every game matters so much but there's still a lot of games and they're spaced out so it's like 
you really like get <laughs> it's like a good deal entertainment wise if you're like subscribing you know what i mean like it really so is nine subscription platforms <laughs> right that's yeah that's the problem or you know it's a very good deal if you just find random streamers and do it that way which is what i think most soccer fans do at least for like even if you have the main league that you're in or you have the champions league there's going to be that weird like i don't know where to watch copa del rey or <laughs> whatever the hell uh, on that note <laughs> on that note, we don't know where to find copa del rey it's probably in marina del rey very near could me be in fox sportsnet espn deportes maybe who knows maybe was it was it be in at a BN time sports they love to buy the rights to things and then do a terrible job of making it like Bead's got the German fourth division now. Feeling like <laughs> feeling like watching that? Nope. All right. Well, I hope that anyone feels like listening to this. Uh, too late. Thank you. We thank you as late. always. Love you, Jeff. Thank you. Love you too. Awesome. Good seeing you. See you Good the talk. next time we do this. Come on, you gunners, <laughs> as they say. Come on, club that will eventually finish in fourth place. <laughs> It's also the Gunners, hopefully. All right. Burn. All right. Uh, I guess I'll play the... Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. A soccer podcast that probably won't last. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. Skyler and Jeff don't know how to... Ryan? Ryan?